Retirement is often seen as a destination, but we believe it's an opportunity to pursue your passions, realize your dreams, and live a purposeful life. Great decisions, incredible lives. Retire with Intention podcast is about more than just money. It's about embracing the things that truly matter, the experiences, the relationships, and the impact you leave behind. Here is your host, John Creekmer. Well, welcome to the Great Decisions, Incredible Lives, Retire with Intention podcast. And I'll tell you what, I am so excited today as we are every single time we're together is to walk together with conversations for people that I really have come to know and appreciate over the years and to really take some time to introduce you to some different thoughts, some different ways to walk through life so that you can consider how do you make a great decision to live your definition of an incredible life. There's so many different ways to look at things, and oftentimes when we see them melding together as different backgrounds, it actually helps us to view things in a whole different light. And today I am so excited to introduce you to a friend of mine, Michelle Coy. And uh, Michelle is from Durango, Colorado, and a beautiful area of the country. If you ever get a chance to head down into that neck of the woods, I mean, it's just a phenomenal area. And uh, get back into the nature and just love the entire uh, element down there. It is just phenomenal. And so I encourage you to head down there. So Michelle's from Durango. and uh, But, you know, she comes to us today with a phenomenal background that I'm so excited to kind of walk through a number of conversations with her today. And uh, I know you're going to walk away feeling blessed and encouraged and also in a better spot to make some great decisions. Hey, Michelle, welcome to the show. And take a moment, if you would, and just kind of introduce yourself to everybody. Thank you so much for having me, John. Yeah, so uh, I'm... Michelle Coy, I'm the founder of Confluence Coaching and Consulting, uh, which is a business that really works with women kind of overwhelmed in their business or work and helping them reconnect with themselves, reduce stress and get really clear on what's important so they can live life with more intention and joy and purpose. But my background, um, I've spent the last 20 years as a CPA working in public accounting, but I actually have a degree in journalism, which was my first degree. And I worked for a number of years in, I worked in sales, customer service, operations, of environmental business, a, a number of different things. But I, I wasn't really connected and enjoying what I was doing and wanted to find, and had always loved accounting. I had taken an accounting course in high school and been talked out of majoring that. So I went back to school when my kids were young and got a degree in accounting. And have I've I've taught yoga. I have done uh, a number of different things. But my really my favorite thing is connecting with my clients and really understanding what is important to them and what makes them tick and connecting that connecting them them with themselves really helps yeah. them better understand and be able to manage their life better really and their money yeah i said when i when we first talked i was really blown away just the fact how you you know you have that technical background as far as with numbers and the, the cpa work and i mean just walking through that for that length of time in your career it really speaks well as far as from a technical understanding as far as businesses and finances, how they work together. And yet, just bring it through with your passion of really understanding people, understanding businesses, also understanding what it is that they're going through every day. It's that unusual melding, really, of the technical aspects of the finances, bringing together with that passionate heart of a coach or a teacher, which you mentioned a couple of different ways, even as far as a yoga instructor, is just helping people to walk through and learn so they can accomplish those huge goal objectives. It's a unique perspective that, quite honestly, most people are not introduced to. But then to bring it down to the small business owner, the female small business, female small business or business owner, and going through the busyness and craziness of life, 
and how we can all of a sudden become, you know, at a spot where we have a lot of uncertainty. And then we get frozen in making decisions that we're not having joy in the moment. And so your perspective, I think, is so interesting. And it's just a melding of a lot of different areas. So as you've transitioned now, and so you've had, you know, as, as far as with your website, as far as with Confluence Coaching um, dot life, um, is the website as far as finding Michelle. And uh, via the show notes, folks, you're able to find things there. I encourage you to hop on the website. Uh, but when you've been working on that now for a couple of years, can you walk through to everybody how you really see coaching and consulting services together, how that helps individual navigate change? And the reason why I want to talk about change is that so oftentimes we go through life, we have our ideas set that we're going to be on a kind of a straight line, maybe, where we have some expectations for how things are. Then all of a sudden we get thrown with a wrench and a little bit of change coming our way. So how can we walk through that coaching experience? How can that help people navigate change? Yes, I love this question. And I love working with clients who are going through some sort of change or transition or wanting to. I mean, life is not static and it's not smooth. It's up and down. There is always going to be change. And change can bring up, it brings up the unknown. It brings up uncertainty, which can be scary. Mm -hmm. Um, But it can also bring huge opportunity as well. And so really working with clients to dive into that, to, to trust themselves, to trust their higher power, to trust what they know, and also surround themselves with people who maybe know things that they don't um, and learn, be open to learning. Um, but And again, right back to what I said earlier about connecting with themselves, really living and being authentic. And that can help them with making those decisions. So I work with people on a, on a little bit of a somatic level, really. So in, you know, being a CPA, most think will think, oh, it's just very left brain, which, which it is. But this other side of, of me, this coaching side, I am also very creative and very big picture and very right brain. So I bring those two together. I have the, the hard skills and, and the knowledge to, to walk them through maybe budgeting or debt reduction or, you know, understanding their QuickBooks file or something like that. But it, on the other hand, really understanding emotions and what's you know, emotional intelligence and again, getting clear on values, I think is super important. It's um, um, so many people really don't know what their values are. And so we'll work on that. Um, we'll work on trust, trust with themselves, trust with other people and kind of getting clear on digging deep within themselves as to maybe connecting some things to the past, um, some tr- past trauma or or different experiences have maybe colored things so that they're reacting in a certain way that maybe doesn't make sense anymore. Maybe it did at one time, but maybe it doesn't now. And so just um, creating a lot of awareness, which can really help with making those decisions, but also getting helping them get out of their head because we can't always think through things. We need a different perspective. And that coaching aspect helps them see things from a different perspective and can help get them unstuck and mm. move forward. I want to come back to getting unstuck here in a second, if we can. Don't forget that one. Yeah. You had mentioned that most people that, you know, that they they maybe don't know what their core values are. Maybe they have an idea, kind of, sort of, or they have a certain uh, worldview that they operate under, but they never phrase it that way. Are there some things that you've learned in working with people to help them identify what those core values are? Yes. I mean, it could be anything from what they gravitate to. What do they enjoy? You know, what what brings them joy? Where do they find themselves at their best? Getting feedback from other people can also help. I've had clients pull out a bank statement and go through and where are you spending your money? 
that can also show some values, right? Just looking at that. Right. It's, it's interesting when you said that. That's a process that um, that I encourage everyone to walk through. Is just pick out your your checking account statement or your debit card statement or credit card statement, and just write down what you spent money on. And oftentimes that indicates kind of where our heart is, and um, and so it kind of reveals that to us. Um, you know, I really have. You know, we have this core concept that everyone needs to know what their core values are, and then properly align their goals with their core values. Absolutely. And that seems to be missing in thinking. Um, and I think, you know, with working with people, helping them get to that point, it starts to really rephrase the conversation, reframe it, so they can actually sit down and say, okay, I do need to make some business decisions or I need to make some personal financial decisions. But they're basing it on something which is more important to them, more in their heart, and not just off their cuff as far as it is with money. And um, it's just really, it's just really quite well. You mentioned trust, to trust what they know. What did you mean by that? People can doubt themselves. You know, they're, whether they're looking at social media or they're getting feedback from friends or family members about what they should do. And mm. people, talk, you know, use that word should all the, all the time. And I say, well, don't should on yourself, <laughs> you know, because, um, it, it, you know, look, going forward with intention or with what you want rather than what you should, because it just it comes with a different energy. It just really does. And really li- listening to yourself. And so that can be, you know, getting quiet, you know, whether I- I'm a big fan of meditation, but, you know, not everybody meditates, but just getting yeah. quiet. And because we're so busy, we get up and are just turn the news on or whatever. And we are mm-hmm. just go, 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 go all day. Mm-hmm. Until the time we go to bed, there's no time to think. There's no time to process. There's no time to be quiet. And that getting still, getting quiet, connecting, and that's where ideas can come in. That's where our emotions can come up. And our, our, you know, we store things in our body. And so being connected with your body also can help you. There's wisdom there that we can mm-hmm. tap into when we get still. It's interesting. Some of the, uh, I, I noticed myself personally, uh, I wish we had talked a couple of years ago, Michelle. Um, I, I, recently, I've, uh, Stacey and I have been talking a lot just about thinking and the way in which we think and, um, and that we don't take time as a society to sit down and just think and then sometimes empty our mind and say, you know, let's just kind of be um, in the moment. Let's kind of think through things and then actually write down what we're thinking. And um, yeah. How- journaling, yeah, is another another way to kind of brain dump things out of our heads um, as well. Yeah. So when you're working with people and you're trying to walk them through this entire conversation and coaching, where do you start in that conversation? Is it is it with the values conversation? Is it in figuring out who you are as an individual, where you want to go, or is it the numbers? Um, where do you find the best place to start that conversation to be? I really start where they are. So it, it it's not always the same, um, but I would say if you had to choose between the numbers and the values, definitely the values first. You know, oftentimes, especially if I have a client coming to me that is in a place of scarcity or fear or worry related to finances or money, jumping right into, you know, the hard budgeting Excel spreadsheets or, you know, looking at all of that, all that does is bring up more stress, more overwhelm. So we first need to really sit down and understand, you know, what's going on? How are you feeling? How did you get here? Where do you want to be? And where's the gap? And, um, and what is the, what is the impact of, of what's happening now to you, to your family, to your health, to your, 
you know, retirement to, I mean, to everything, to your business mm-hmm. and getting clear on all of those things. And again, getting back to understanding if, you, if you're a business and, you know, you need to have a vision and a mission statement. And so I want to know what that is. And if they don't have one, we'll work on that, you know, okay. so I, there's foundations that need to, to happen before we can get into the technical pieces. And it's so interesting talking us through this. You know, we have listeners that um, come from a very diverse background. And so we have business owners that are here. Or we have corporate heads that listen. We have uh, folks from consulting world. We have um, individuals. We have folks across all different ages. And yet the principles really seem to be the same. So whether we're talking about a, a business, a not-for-profit, or we're talking about uh, an individual or a family unit, the principles really are the same though, right? As far as where we start is starting to identify those core values, identify the mission or purpose. Um, and then from there say, where is it we want to go and what we want to accomplish? And then figure out that gap as far as how to get there. But sometimes, Michelle, I've noticed that sometimes things of life get in the way. During that whole season that we had from 2020 through 2022, in which we had a pandemic. The, one of the, there's a lot of outcomes from that period of time, and everyone's had different views on that season of time. And I think we could all sit around and maybe come up with a million different ideas on that. Maybe none of them actually agree. And that's okay. But I think that some of the things that we can say definitely came out of that period of time, though, was that people had with their area, their in their lives, the level of anxiety um, went up, and their burnout in life went up, and their burnout in their business life went up. Have you seen a similar phenomenon with the people you work with as a to anxiety and burnout, and then how can you help people maybe reset the conversation and get to a better spot in their business or else in their personal life as it relates to burnout? Oh, absolutely. I uh, I can talk all day about this topic because I personally experienced it uh, several times to to a point of having a serious health impact for myself. Mm. So I know what it feels like, and it is it creeps up on you. You kind of just think that you're tired or it's just kind of this weight, like especially during the pandemic, there were so many different aspects, Mm. things Mm -hmm. going on. But uh, health is health is one of my values. And so uh, I love bringing that into the picture as well and connecting clients to that. So one thing during the the pandemic is connection was lost. Mm -hmm. So that in-person connection or just connection in general, people, you know, we were shut down for a while um, and we weren't able to hug people or when we when we were able to get back together or you had to keep your distance and and things like that so um that human connection was disintegrated for a while and so i mm-hmm. and I, but i feel that that which created a sense of loneliness which i find is still a thread that's out there mm-hmm. in in the world and so mm-hmm. really helping people build back and really under again back to back to what's important and you know from my perspective you know if your health is compromised by stress or anxiety or worry, it's hard to be fully present in any place in your life. It's hard to be 100 your best at work with your kids, with mm. your spouse, with your friends when you are exhausted. So really diving into that and helping with tools to address that, whether um, it recommending, you know, many of my clients are also in uh, mental health therapy um, for anxiety um, is very common, but some are not, but there's different tools that we can use, whether we're, you know, we, we're that needing that or not. 
that can help calm the nervous system. I mean, that's one thing that I love about yoga uh, and meditation is it does calm the nervous system, but there are other tools that we can do. And I believe in food as medicine. So mm. I'll even dive into that as well. I, I have a certification in holistic health coaching as well. It's, a, it's amazing how it's all connected. And I know with uh, so many people, we're always in a different really kind of place as far as with transition or change yes. in our life. And um, that seems to be a continual in life, right? Is that and maybe we're at the beginning part of a transition. Maybe we're at the ending part. Maybe we're just kind of going through it. We're not even recognizing um, the impact of change. And so when you kind of think, I know yourself professionally, um, you've been a couple through a couple of transitions. You've been going from CPA you know, world as far as big firm heading over to uh, starting your own consulting coaching business. That's a large transition. And so when you walk, see you walk through transitions, you know, how does trans your transition coaching approach, I'll put a phrase it that way, your approach, you work with people, how does that help clients embrace the expected or even the unexpected um, aspects of change? Well, that is a great question. So change and transition can be scary mm. because, again, as I mentioned earlier, if there there's an unknown factor to it. There's an uncertainty. And when we're not, when there's an uncertainty, we feel out of control and we feel out of control. That brings up anxiety. So it's kind of a, a big loop. And so, but getting comfortable with uncertainty, we can't know what's going to happen next. We don't know when our last day is. We don't know, you know, life can change in an instant. And so really looking at how do we want to live each day and design our life, our, our work that works best for us, that is most fulfilling, uses our best gifts, uses our best skills, and we're not going to be experts in everything. You know, I tell mm-hmm. I tell my business clients, like, you didn't go into business, become an expert in taxes and accounting. You became an expert to graphic design or whatever it is that their specialty is. And so surrounding yourself with people who know uh, things that you don't that can support you and can educate you so that you know you have a little bit more, more information can help reduce that anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and prepare you for uncertainty. So having a little bit more information, some planning, um, you know, for different scenarios really can also help with that. You know, it seems like change is always around. And I think that you really spoke well as far as the uh, that entire process of how you navigate change. Now, first of all, we need to even accept that we're always going to be having change, some element of change going on. But I think it seems like the way that you were just talking about, the way that we navigate it is by having that process or plan in place and then having a wise counselor come alongside you to help maybe sh- help you figure out things that we are not seeing ourselves, uh, maybe to be aware of kind of that next step is going to happen. But truly, by having that process, the way you walk through with people, I could just imagine it, it helps them kind of walk through change or walk through transition with a higher level of confidence, which also means a lower level of anxiety. Um, along the way. So it's all about the process of how you walk through it. Yeah. And I also talk to them about how do they want to feel through that process. So like somebody is going to be um, changing jobs or starting a business or settling a business or their oldest, their youngest child is going off to college, which is a big transition. You know, what do you want to create next in that next phase, that period when Mm. there's there's a lot of unknowns, but how do you want to feel, you know, what's important to bring up? Like there's seasons of our lives and there's, you know, what's, what's next and how do you, again, how do you want it to, how do you want it to feel? So not just Mm. thinking and, you know, creating an outline and designing every every different thing but how do you want it to feel as well yeah so that there's a, there's a there's an ease and a flow and a joy to it it's not so hard you know people when they go through change in their business with their clients i know can imagine they're uh 
coming from varied backgrounds. They have a lot of different things that's happening in life as far as their business or their personal life and their financial life. And sometimes they're navigating those things individually. But other times, if they're married or they have a significant relationship, they're navigating through with another partner in some way. And so do you, I guess the question would be, how would you find that is as far as communication? Is that something where do you think it's best to bring the other individual into the conversation? Or maybe not so much. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I was just thinking this a little bit earlier. So I have done some couples financial coaching (laughs) um, and communication is so important and everybody being on the same page. So there may be one, um, there's usually one partner in the, in the relationship who is maybe doing more of the, you know, balancing the checkbook or paying the bills or something. But that doesn't mean the other spouse needs to be completely extricated and have no idea what's going on. They need to be involved too. Um, it's, it's a, a unit. And again, money fights. That's one of the biggest reasons of divorce is, is arguments over finances. So I think it's hugely important yeah. that, that couples discuss and really know what is going on on many different levels and are and are in agreement and if there's disagreement that they are comfortable talking about it that there's not mm. you know avoidance can be a big thing that comes into play mm. with couples with money and avoiding talking about money and shame is also something i have seen come up with mm. with clients related to money they have different spending habits and really looking how were they brought up how was money talked mm. about when they were growing up, how was money dealt with in their family? And that can really shine a light on how they're dealing with things now. And they can make a different choice if that's not really how they how they want to be. It's so interesting you mentioned that. It seems like we all come from somewhere and uh, and we all have different backgrounds and we bring that into relationship. And I don't think we fully recognize and sure you may go, let's just let's say it's a married couple. They may go through premarital counseling um, before they get married, but it's like, oh, we're in love. We're not going to have those issues. And uh, then all of a sudden, then we get there and it's like, why are we not, why are we betting heads so much? Why are we not seeing things eye to eye? And you're right. We need to recognize the uniqueness of each individual in a relationship and recognize that we all have different backgrounds and those things influence us. And if we're not careful, we can actually somehow use those uh, experiences to shame or to manipulate. And that is not at all what we should be doing. Um, and so working with someone to come alongside that to get to a good spot is so critically important um, from a coaching perspective. The uh, When I was thinking about coaching, I was thinking about the uh, different personal values individuals have. And so we're talking about couples. Do you walk through, do you think it's best to walk through the same practice with couples to identify core values as you would individuals? Or is there, do you think it's pretty much the same conversation or is it a little bit different? Uh, it's a little bit different. I mean, I think, yes, I think it is important to identify that with couples, but most likely they're not going to have the exact same values. Now, there definitely may be some crossover. So, you know, maybe they have five primary core values and maybe they have similar, the same one or two of those five, but, you know, it'd be unlikely that all five are both of their top five. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose it's possible, but um, but I think that also helps just un- them understanding each other and understanding what's important to them in their life as the, mm-hmm. you know, we're all individuals. And so that helps them be able to support each other and each other's um, goals and desires and interests. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, throughout our entire conversation today, I keep on thinking back, we have the five core principles that we think people need to really focus on in order to live an incredible life. It's to know your core values, 
set goals based upon your core values, be open to wise counsel, uh, set financial resources to realize goals, and then to value your health. And I was just kind of chuckling to myself, thinking, I don't, Michelle, I never shared those with you. And yet the entire last 30 minutes, we just so kind of like, Walked through all five of those in time, and I just think it's kind of kind of uniquely amazing. Question, I'm honest with you. The alignment. Um, There's alignment. There is. Hey, and I want to. All of a sudden, I realized I was joking at the beginning about us uh, just talking on and on, and here we are, 30 minutes, and uh, and so we all of a sudden have gotten to the end. But you know, I was kind of thinking through just uh, you know things in life, and I. I was thinking back to how much I've learned from just from the people I've read and studied in the past. And so let's say you could spend 15 minutes uh, just sitting down and talking with somebody. Um, they could be living today. It could be someone that's passed away years ago or even, even centuries ago that you would think that'd be an interesting person to learn from. Who would that be for you and why? Uh, for me, I think that would be Oprah Winfrey. You think? <laughs> yeah. I just really respect her and so impressed by what she's created and her curiosity for mm. learning and um, making change herself is just really inspiring. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what, that's what I had not thought of my own, but now that you say that, it's like, I would love to sit down and talk with her. She's lived an incredible life and uh, impacted so many people in so many different ways. And um, just an incredible, uh, thank you for bringing that up, that now I'm going to go back and research more on her, uh, especially her early years and some of the failure and how she grew through it because she had to navigate change. And um, and so, you know, everybody, uh, what's that? I say she she has a Super Soul podcast um, that's really, really awesome. Or she yeah. interviews people around that as well. Yeah. I'll check that one out. So the Super Soul podcast with Oprah, um, that's a great recommendation and uh, everyone can check that one out. And so- I'll tell you what, Michelle, thank you so much for spending time with us today. And I just so thankful for the time we spent and just from the really the wisdom that you were able to deliver to everybody as far as how to navigate change and, and pro- how do you walk through the process and to do it well, uh, to get on the other side of change, uh, not just the other side, but the journey of walking through it plus the other side with uh, true joy and contentment where you're at. And so a uh, phenomenal process and uh and tremendous diverse background that has brought so much to the conversation today. Uh, everybody, if you want to check out more as far as with Michelle, uh, definitely go to her website, confluencecoaching.life, and uh, that'll be in the show notes. You can also link to it and um, the phenomenal resources there and also ways to get in contact with Michelle uh, if you want to actually work with her as far as uh, from a coaching perspective. So, uh, Michelle, thank you so much for your time today. Everyone, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll be sure to connect with you next time we drop the next podcast next week. Talk to y'all later. Thank you again for listening to The Great Decisions, Incredible Lives, Retire with Intention podcast with host John Creekmer. Follow us on social media, visit our website, and join our community of like-minded individuals redefining retirement and living incredible lives. Please leave us a review and share our podcast with others who may benefit. We wish you a future filled with purpose, fulfillment, and the joy of living your incredible life in retirement.